everyone. Welcome back to the new episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Today I have Alex, aka Dumb Days, here with me. You want to kind of go ahead and introduce yourself? Yo, what up? I'm Alex from Dumb Days. Um, grateful to be here. Thanks for asking me to come on. All right. So just for those that don't know, what is Dumb Days? And kind of can you explain to the audience kind of what you do um, and the type of art you create? Yeah. So as a as kind of an entertainment brand, we kind of function as like, you know, video production, music discovery, kind of like everything. But like what we're trying to grow it to be is just kind of like an idea. And that stands as an entertainment brand. Uh, but me, myself, I direct music videos, edit music videos. I do like one man army kind of situations. Um, so as I, I run Dumb Days, so I'm the editor. I do mixed media. Like I literally, like I have too many hats kind of scenario. <laughs> but but yeah, it's kind of what we are. So then, I mean, I guess starting off, how did that uh, interest grow from that? I'm assuming a lot of people I've talked to in the past that have done interviews really love, you know, just films in yeah. general um, and filmmaking. Um, but I mean, you also do a lot of stuff with like Blender and 3D modeling, uh, the mixed media stuff that we'll get into later. So kind of, can you talk about how, I guess your, your history is just an artist in general and kind of how you got from where you started to um, where you are today? Yeah. Um, so I'm 24 now. I've always, like we talked about this before, but like I'm from born and raised South Florida. Um, growing up, like I always loved like entertaining and telling stories and making stories drawing like even though i was horrible at it um but like i have vivid memories of like when i was eight years old like taking my mom's so this isn't it but like this is like her mom's home video like vhs camera mini cassette mm -hmm. and it's like recording literally everything like i just love the idea of like viewing things behind a lens and like having it be like a piece of thing like i would literally record myself like watching youtube videos like that you know <laughs> there's no it's just weird um so I always loved that. And then I always loved YouTube. Like I remember someone showing me YouTube when I, like when it first came out, like literally when it first came out and that blew my mind. And so I loved, I got into like making like stop motion things like with Bionicles. That was like the first thing I ever did. Like mm -hmm. I have a YouTube channel, which is still out there. You could like, people could find it where like I used to make my own Bionicles and make like horrible stop motion videos to them and like full short films and all that kind of stuff. And that branched into like animation and, you know, like the first way I got into music videos was making like AMVs, like animated music videos, like for, mm -hmm. like Naruto and shit like that. And like, you know, I loved like Linkin Park and like combining that and like, it's like weird shit. And then it grew into like, you know, once I got into like middle school and high school, like getting more serious, but like trying to become a director. Cause I always knew it's like what I wanted to do. Like I knew for a fact there was nothing else I was interested in. Like mm -hmm. I had to do that. And like, like, I always said like if I didn't if I didn't make it doing that like I literally had no idea what I what I would want to do and I had like an amazing family that would always support that and believed in that crazy idea, um, and then so I took it more serious in high school and like wanted to make movies and I made movies like short films and then I went to film school here in LA, um, which is really cool and you know during that I kind of um, this is before I started Dumb Days I was making short films, um, making like horror thriller kind of things like what I love too. And just kind of doing that and following that kind of tra trajectory of trying to become a director for mm -hmm. movies. Um, and then COVID hit, kind of flipped my whole plan around. And then I started Dumb Days. So here we are. But long story short, I just, I just always wanted to make shit. Like whatever, whatever, whatever it would be, like I just wanted to create. So I think for a lot of people, COVID kind of, you know, changed the trajectory of a lot of people's, yeah. you know, life and, you know, what they were doing for good and worse. Um, but I mean, I kind of want to, since he's kind of there behind you, if you want to talk about your little character, Steve, mascot, kind of, yeah, yeah, how you, yeah, how you came up with him and I guess kind of what he symbolizes for the, for the company. Yeah. I mean, like, I've always like, I knew like going into, especially in like last years of college that like the way I wanted to approach, you know, going down this road of trying to become a filmmaker in whatever capacity was, I wanted a brand. I want, I love the idea of a brand that had like a character to attach it's like a mascot in a sense because mm -hmm. like obviously like and you know too like social media these days like having a face behind a brand is so important and like mm -hmm. if you look at like the dumb days content like i don't i haven't really ever shown my face like i don't hide it but like it's not mm -hmm. you know dumb days supposed to be a bigger idea than just myself um so steve kind of came about in the early stages like a year like i mean the brand's almost about hit two years like a few months into the making of it where i just like had this idea for a character named Steve who kind of represented um, the idea of being dumb, which is just like chasing your creative passions um, in whatever mm -hmm. capacity. 
Um, and so like, you know, if you go down on the, on the dumb bass page, or you'll see like, there's some disgusting variations of Steve um, that like, he looks totally different than he does now. Um, but it was just a kind of way to represent the idea and like, kind of like to embody like, you know, your inner child and also just like creativity in general into one person. Um, and there's a lot of like, I haven't gotten too much in detail, like in the brand of like who Steve is, who Steve is and the lore behind that. Uh, but it's something I definitely want to get into um, more now, which we have a few plans for that, which is cool. Um, but yeah, essentially just, just, just a way to express like what it means. And like, and like he's the person mm -hmm. that like you want to be like, and like they've come to this world, they've come to earth to bring this dumbness and that's kind of their passion, almost like minions, like literally minions <laughs> is a great way to describe it. But no, I just always love the idea of like expressing stuff like through through a character and having the brand behind the character, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of times that face behind a brand or like a personification of a brand in some way yeah. is pretty important. That's something I'm kind of hoping to introduce soon. Like I have a character that I got designed for merch. Oh, really? And I'm trying oh, to yeah. figure out, yeah, figure out how I want to, uh, use that character i don't want to say too much because maybe it'll just be a t-shirt and right, something yeah. completely change but i've had that since like march and i'm still trying to figure out how i want to integrate it but hopefully anybody listening watching um you'll see more of that character soon um cool. <clears throat> yeah i think the the face behind a brand and i do like watching all the little uh whether it be for like your t-shirt drop um like the little you know videos you make with like steve and like the characters kind of going around right. in the real world um, and I think it's kind of fun and, you know, can't wait to see how you kind of build on that and explore that more um, in the future. Um, but I mean, talking about that, you did just have kind of a little test drop, little merch drop where I think mm -hmm. you dropped a t-shirt and a couple posters. Yeah. You know, can you kind of talk about, you know, that experience and then what other plans you can talk about that you might have for the future? Yeah. Like merchant, like making merch and clothing is super interesting to me because I love like vintage designs and like weird ass designs. Like this is like a Cole Bennett shirt of like a clown like low poly clown and, like i've always wanted to get into that like make cool stuff and not just like slapping our logo on a t-shirt on like, the cheapest quality shirt like making cool stuff mm -hmm. that like you had no idea what the brand was you just saw that and you're like oh that's a cool shirt and like i could like anyone that kind of is in this world or has a nostalgic kick of like nintendo and gamecube and like all that mm -hmm. kind of sort of feeling would like so the test drop is just kind of a way to test e even so more internally for me like the process of like actually making a shirt like finding a good quality blank like finding a manufacturer and going through that process and uh trying to make sure like it's a really something that's really cool um and the animation was really cool because i've always kind of wanted to do like something like that where it's kind of like a, almost like a short film um animation so that was kind of like a way to tease like the lore behind it where it's like yeah we're testing it we're just making this shirt but like you know there's kind of a like a world behind it where like mm -hmm. if you like in animation is like steve like is going to movie theater and there's, there's a no shirt policy. So they have to make a shirt to go to this movie theater. Um, and so like, that was a fun way, but like the, the merch side of the thing is kind of something we really want to expand soon. And like, we're actually going to release another one soon that like kind of comes in ways, but also like collab with other artists and other creators um, to kind of like make Steve and their style or make something from the brand and their style and like collab on that, yeah. have that be a thing too. Um, but always have the, the focus of like, quality like good stuff cool stuff um that's kind of the focus but yeah that's something i love to get more into like i have like so many designs it's a matter of mm -hmm. like figuring out like, the best way to roll about it so so yeah the the production side and especially like wanting to make something that's you know good quality the colors look good the t-shirt quality is nice yeah um is tough i mean like i said i have that merch design that i've kind of been sitting on because i really want to make sure the the clothing is good. The design, you know, doesn't just look like the character on a t-shirt, like I right. to, you know, look like a design rather than just an image. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then I also want to, you know, work on the packaging experience. Like I have a mm. few ideas that I've kind of worked on just to, you know, like little freebies that people can have. And so um, <clears throat> hopefully I was trying to get that done by the end of the summer, but um, hopefully sometime in the next couple months, I'll drop that because I, I really want like some kind of physical product. I don't have any kind of, I don't even have stickers or anything yet. Um, and that's something I definitely hope to get into more uh, very soon. Cause I mean, I'm not like super huge into fashion, but I mean, I do really love, you know, a lot of like, I guess, underground brands, online brands. Yeah. Um, I buy clothes from a lot of the artists I like. So um, I kind of want to get into that world myself. Um, 
But then, I mean, to kind of go back to you talking about music videos, can mm -hmm. you, I guess, kind of talk about your uh, process when with like approaching artists and how that usually goes? Like how much do they have a say? Do you have a say? Um, and kind of just talk about that process. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it really depends artists, artists in terms of like who, like how much say they have. Or like, like I love collaboration. Uh, it was always a thing. Um, but the, the kind of way we approach videos is it has changed a lot recently. It used to be like in the beginning, like me, like just shooting my shot in DMs saying like, Hey, like, and this is like when I first moved to LA after I graduated, like two years ago, like, Hey, I got all this equipment, like I'll do video for free. Like just take a chance. And so, you know, and I had like things underneath my portfolio, um, but like not as dumb days, like that was not a thing yet. So um so that was kind of it like approaching artists that i really love and not worrying about the budget and just being like i just love this song like if i love this song i'm gonna try my best in the edit like because i want to um but now it's kind of a thing where uh we kind of just like find things naturally like obviously there's, cer there's certain artists that like i really love and like i'll like you know reach out to them and just say hey i love what you're doing but when it comes to, like having a video like we'll ask occasionally but more it's like i want them i want to be a natural thing where like they want it because uh, I think, especially more so now, like we are really honing in on like the style of our videos. So like mm -hmm. if people want that, like if they want a video from us, they kind of like, not that they need to have that style, but like, that's what we're going to do. Like we're not going to, obviously every song is different. And like I operate on like, I love this stuff, but also love like, you know, more cinematic, uh, beautiful stuff. But um, it's, it's awesome when an artist like understands what we do and understands our process and understands mm -hmm. that like, like gives us kind of creative control and like i love collaboration too but there is something where especially on the, on the low budget stuff where there's kind of like do your thing that's like the best thing mm -hmm. where it's kind of they trust you and like i trust them and like we just do make something awesome together um and so that's kind of been the recent thing or just kind of like these natural relationships that are formed in this community here so i mean you talked about um <clears throat> kind of having your own signature style um and i mean from you know looking at your page and stuff i mean you have a big emphasis lately on like mixed media mm -hmm. um and that was actually kind of how i found you was through uh i think i got recommended like a tiktok video um talking about like your mixed media tutorial and i just thought that's yeah. really cool because i love it when people you know make tutorials and you know don't i guess gatekeep information you know right. just kind of let people be creative because you know there can be a hundred people that do mixed media but that doesn't mean they do it like you or exactly. you, know, you do it like them so uh, I really like that kind of, you know, sharing the knowledge and stuff. And I, you know, just reached out and then, you know, now here we are. So I think it's uh, important to not, you know, pester people and like, you know, DM 50 people a day. But like, you know, if you genuinely like an artist and you're like, hey, I would love to work with you on this or do this if you're interested, you know, not like pressure someone. But I think um, there's a lot like the world is smaller is one thing I've realized. Yeah. Um, kind of doing these podcasts like I didn't know anybody and now I've you know just from mainly reaching out to people I've been able to get a ton of um, interviews and stuff so that's one thing I would also recommend to people absolutely whether you want to make music videos or you know album covers or whatever just reach out to people and you know the worst they can say is no or just not even see the message so no literally there's not yeah. really any there's not really any harm no I was gonna say that, I was gonna say the same thing because I totally agree on that where it's just like 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 ask if you're if you're providing value and whatever it is like people will say yes more often than you think and like that's really like i think i learned too like what you said was exactly right so and i also like you brought up talking kind of about your portfolio like mm -hmm. you know if you do you know you don't have to do 10 free music videos but if you do one or two and you know someone sees it they'll be like oh hey i really like this and then exactly. they can, you know snowball and snowball and then now you're getting paid a good amount of money to do a music video just because you did you know one or two for free exactly right so i mean kind of talking about that i mean the tutorial in itself um <clears throat> i guess what made you want to make that tutorial on mixed media um i mean so i mean like back in i think it was like february and march like our tiktok kind of blew up um from our make one of the mixed media videos and like you know i would get flooded in dms like about like how to do that how to make it like how to um you know how to go about that whole process and mm -hmm. i just kind of thought like it'd be useful to have like a full video on it and kind of like you were saying too like gatekeeping like i really hate gatekeeping i think gatekeeping is just the biggest like if you are if you gatekeep like that just means you're really insecure with your art 
because mm-hmm. as what you said yourself, where it's like, I can show someone how to do something, but that does not mean they're going to do it the way I do it. And I'm not going to do it the way they do it. Cause like, cause it's something I learned also in film school where like we, people are very like, like gatekeeping their ideas in terms of like, like, and I guess like also hiding their ideas, which makes sense. People do steal ideas. But like mm-hmm. one of my good friends gave me the advice where it's like, someone can take your idea, but they, they can never do it in the way that you will from your perspective. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really believe that with art and like, especially with mixed media where it's like, people would gatekeep the fuck out of that. And the way I learned was from one of my great friends, Angel Roscoe is an amazing director, mixed media artist. Um, he showed me like, I always knew animation, but he showed me like, like the physical components that I would require for me to do it um, myself. Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted to get into it, but I didn't know how, cause there wasn't like, there were tutorials out there, but there wasn't the way I want to do one of them. So part of the tutorial was also that, like trying to find, like trying to make something that I would find useful because people, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's many people like in my position that would find the same thing useful. Um, but it really was just like, it was like an F you to gatekeeping. because it's like, <laughs> like, I'm not worried if someone sees this whole video and makes mixed media, like that's awesome. Like, and there were people mm-hmm. that like, when the, like in that niche TikTok of like videographer, music editors, that like we're straight up copying my like the TikTok that went viral of mine like or viral but like um to the t of like the same exact thing the same exact thing people were tagging me like they copy you the copy you know i was like i don't care i don't care <laughs> like like make your own stuff it's cool like i think it's really awesome mm-hmm. and like no one will ever approach it in the same in the same way that they do and if they if they try to literally copy the work that i do like they're just not being true to themselves and that's sad like it's not um it's, it's just what it is but but yeah, I, I just I just thought people would find it useful and I know it'd be like a cool video and a cool video for me too. Like if I was a year ago trying to find the process, like I would love mm-hmm. to watch a video like that. Um, and like we're working on like a blender tutorial now for the same kind of thing where it's like, like I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. Like I'm not an expert in mixed media. Like I said in the tutorial, like I'm not an expert in 3D either. Like it's one of like the many things that I do. So like if I were to, hone and focus on it and like that is my thing i'm a mixed media artist like i would be way better at it um mm-hmm. but i'm not like that's not the way i work so like for my process of someone that does like a lot of things and like uses mixed media as a tool like here's a tutorial from that perspective and so here's we're gonna make a blender tutorial for the same kind of thing where it's like i approached how i approach blender for music videos and my animation and like i don't i don't live 24 7 on blender there are way better blender artists they are way better mixed media artists out there than me uh, but here's how I do it. Cause like, I kind of operate on that kind of like jack of all trades kind of a perspective. Uh, but yeah, long story short, I just wanted to make a tutorial cause people were asking, I thought it'd be cool. And like, I'm not afraid to show the process cause, um, like there could be someone that could be the net, like the, the best mixed media artist ever. And it would be really sad if the way they never got there was cause no one showed them how and that's kind of how mm-hmm. I think of it. Yeah, I think that's important. You said, uh, I think you said, like, if someone, even if they do copy you exactly, then they're just not being true to themselves. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, you know, obviously learning and, you know, maybe trying to recreate, in a sense, what you do in the tutorial, not necessarily one for one, but trying to do that to see if you can do that um, can be helpful. But then, you know, when you're actually trying to, you know, put it out there or something, kind of doing your own thing and, you know, uh, it's just important to try new things and, you know, do stuff that, other people don't do and just you know whatever it might not work it might work awesome um but you know just trying is a very important thing yeah um i mean i i love the like anti-gatekeeping message i mean uh like if anyone wants to start a podcast message me i'll tell you what i use i'll tell you the <laughs> exactly, programs yeah. how, how my process like i i uh i've only done like one kind of like behind the scenes like how i uh film like months ago and i'm trying to think of like more like behind the scenes i can do um I'm thinking about maybe soon doing like a live stream of me editing a podcast just so oh, someone can awesome. see that it's, you know, pretty simple. I'm not trying to, like, I don't do anything too crazy. I'm no expert editor. Like I learned, um, like I said, I did a podcast for a friend. I didn't know anything about editing and he just like, we got on a call one day, talked for like an hour or two. I did the premiere pro, like the built in tutorials on like how to cut <laughs> stuff and move stuff. Yeah. And then that was all I needed for that. And then over time I've slowly learned more and more. And um, I have friends that uh, edit. So just kind of being able to learn over time and I'm still, you know, not incredible, but you know, I can make a podcast and I can, you know, do stuff that I need to do. Um, so I think it's important to just, you know, 
spread knowledge, um, try to learn stuff. And then, yeah, blender tutorials. There's so many for whatever you want to do, whatever you want to make. I've yeah. gotten to blender a little bit earlier this year. Need to get back into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a tutorial for everything on blender, any type of thing Literally. you want to make realistic PS one polygon stuff. Like it's, it's crazy. So, uh, that'll be cool. And I think, you know, there's still a ton of blender tutorials that can be made. So um, yeah. I'm interested to see kind of the one you make and um, how that goes. Um, but then, uh, to kind of stay on mixed media, I mean, you also did some posts I know on Instagram that kind of mm. did really well that involved mixed media. Um, so what was it like kind of seeing the reception to those posts? I want to say one got over like a million views or something. Yeah. 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 That was like, that was like two weeks ago. It was kind of crazy. Cause like, that was like that. I mean, and I think I made a post on our story that kind of talked about that process where it was like, that was a real, that was a mixed media piece that I made back in like february that was like one of the ones that, first, that went viral on tiktok actually not the same exact like clip like or not the same exact like real it was same like mixed media animation but i like re-edited it it um and that was really cool it's really, like i kind of like have the the perspective of like just like if you know something's cool and like and, and you're confident and you believe in it like you should just keep trying to promote it in different ways and like evolve like the way you, you promote it because like sometimes things don't perform well because whatever stupid reason the algorithm just doesn't like it that day you didn't like use the right sound you didn't use enough text or you built an, an app or sometimes it's just like a bad piece of content like that's obviously a thing too and you kind of need to be self-aware to recognize that but um that was one that i tried to like post on instagram like five you know maybe seven times throughout the past few months in different ways of showing like like doing those those reels where um it was like kind of more behind the scenes to ones where it was straight up just the animation and like that was the one i took off where i kind of found a good format for it um but it was cool because it kind of made me realize that it was kind of like that got a lot of love like we jumped like ten thousand followers in like a week which is really cool um the support for that was awesome and it was overnight too. It was a weird thing where like literally I woke up and it was like, it like jumped like, like a quarter of a million views out of nowhere. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but, but no, it was cool because it just kind of reinforced the idea that it's just like, keep promoting your stuff if it's cool. If it's cool and you believe in it, keep promoting it and repurposing it and don't be like spammy, be, be conscious of it and be smart. But like w with social media nowadays and content too, it's just kind of like, so much can get lost in the noise. So um, if you feel like you're, you're promoting something and it's not working right and you believe it's really cool, just like keep innovating on that idea and how you present it. Cause it could just very well just be that like, it's you just do something one different way and then boom, it just takes off. That happens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had my first, I guess, post go viral on both TikTok and Instagram. It was just a episode clip from back in, I think late April. Um, and I did a little bit different editing style. I mean, pretty similar to like other podcast clips anyone's probably seen. Um, but it was, I think only the first or second one I did like that. And then it popped off both on TikTok and Instagram. I think I got uh, like, I don't know, at least a thousand or 1500 or something on TikTok. And then on Instagram, I went from six, seven, 800 followers to now I have like, well, I, I don't know, probably got over 3000 from that so yeah. it was like a big thing but then uh it was also during finals season so like i was like i was like okay well i need to capitalize on this but i have like a big paper to write and like a big project so i was like oh i'll take a little break off yeah and then it was the beginning of summer and i was like oh well maybe i'll just take another break or two. Yeah. And, and long story short i kind of ended up breaking way too long and so i didn't really capitalize on that oh, yeah um <clears throat> And so while I am a little, you know, mad at myself for not capitalizing on that and kind of, you know, pushing out content at that time, um, it still kind of helped me see that I can make a piece of content yeah. that can go viral like that. And so yeah. I think it's important because, I mean, like I said, I don't, you know, know how to edit crazy stuff on Premiere. Like it was just a simple clip that was subtitled um, and had like a few little like graphics drop down, like nothing crazy. Like anyone could learn how to edit that right. in like two hours at most. Like. <laughs> So I think that's important is to just kind of like, you never really know, like the algorithm could exactly hate you for three posts. And then that fourth post, it just loves it. And, you know, stuff can change. I mean, like you said, like literally overnight, yeah. like I remember I, I posted that 
uh, uh, like on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then I like later that day or the next day, uh, I was going out to eat with a friend and all of a sudden I like started getting all these notifications. Like I checked, I switched over to my dreamers TikTok account and it was like tons and tons of notifications. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. I'm actually like stuff's going uh, crazy for once. And so I was just like sitting there the whole time while we were eating, just like refreshing, responding to comments. It's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, I think just kind of pushing stuff out because you, you never know. Like, and like you said, the one that, or one of the ones that did really good was just kind of a re-edited video yeah. of past footage. So, I mean, even if you just, you know, kind of repurpose content, um, and that's one of the things that we talk about a decent amount um, in some of my marketing classes, is, you know, repurposing that content. You yeah, know, exactly, literally. Just re-editing re it, you know, doing stuff a little bit different, and then you don't have to fully recreate a whole piece of content. It, you can get stuff out a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to just you know, release stuff and just keep trying, keep pushing because you really never know when it can you exactly. know, change and you can you know, grow overnight. Um, <clears throat> but I guess kind of talking about um, all the different stuff you do with Blender and, you know, mixed media, what are some of the, I guess, main programs that you use? I mean, we talked about Blender, I'm sure like Premiere, some kind of Adobe stuff, uh, but what kind of programs um, do you recommend to people? Yeah, I mean, I use I use the whole Adobe suite, so Premiere, After Effects, Photoshop, um, Blender is probably the number one thing I think I I would recommend because it's free, and Adobe is stupidly overpriced. Like you don't need a yeah. yeah, like you don't like. Luckily, like like I've had you know a lot of discounts because of student stuff, um, so that's cool. But like it's ridiculously overpriced. So like in terms of like you don't need to use Premiere to do anything cool. I'm just used to it. It is kind of industry standard and something. So like if you're trying to be like an editor you know, in the industry like that or Avid. I hate Avid personally. I've used it before. Um, but like to the everyday person just wants to be a content creator in whatever capacity, um, use whatever you want. But Blender is probably really what I recommend because it's just crazy. It's free. It's the amount of stuff you can do it is crazy. You can literally treat it as Premiere. You can treat it as Photoshop. You can treat it as whatever you want. Um, mm -hmm. It could be a game engine. It could be whatever you want. And like that is also like a scary thing to think about, which is what I didn't want to get into originally because I was like, it is so daunting, like the amount of things you can do. Um, but I just learn things like as I need to learn them. And I don't try not to think about the vast and stuff beyond on like a in, in awe because it's really cool. Uh, but Blender for sure. And like Blender like was something that I tried to like, I get a lot of people like DMing me about how they like want to try Blender, but like it just seems too scary or it seems too much or they try and they gave up because it just seemed like it was, it was so overwhelming. And like, I was the same way. Like I literally tried like on and off like three years, like every few months picking up a, the donut tutorial and like, trying that uh -huh, and just like, uh -huh. just feel like I was speaking like a whole different language that didn't exist like on earth. And like, I just didn't understand it. And I would give up, get burnt out, give up and never do it. And then a few months ago, like in October of last year, I just like straight up was like, all right, you know what? Like I ha I want to make something cool. Is for interview series we were doing. I wanted something cool with interview series in 3D. I have to learn Blender. So I just like forced myself to do it. And now like, I love it. Mm. It's like the coolest thing ever. Um, and so, yeah, the tutorial we're going to post soon to kind of go about that, like, like why you recommend or how we recommend learning it. Because like, I think like a lot of people struggle with that and I don't blame them because it is like a very daunting mm -hmm. thing, but like it is so worth it to learn because you can do whatever you want. So. So that I would recommend that Blender, Blender, and then whatever you want outside of that, like CapCut. Even if you if you use CapCut, I I, I start an iMovie. iMovie works great for like stuff like whatever mm. whatever it is. So yeah, Blender is something like I said I've kind of messed with in the past. I think I first tried it maybe May of twenty twenty, sometimes summer twenty twenty or twenty twenty two, and I just started with like a random tutorial that was like. I don't know how to make like an animal crossing style character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Like, I did that one too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The frog, I tried doing the frog that one. right? Uh, I think, well, I think there's that one too. There's, but it's there's similar. One yeah. Yeah. I did do, or I started the frog one. Uh, but then I, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that was one of the recent ones I did. Yeah. I forgot about the frog, but yeah. I struggled with that one, but I kind of did it. Um, but yeah, there was like an animal crossing one and I just started like straight with that. No other like basic oh tutorials <laughs> and I got farther than, uh, I probably thought I could have, but I would definitely recommend starting with something 
like more of like a beginner one like the donut everyone always talks about yeah, the donut yeah. one um i think i started with like a it was like a sword but you first make like a little minecraft type block thing and then you okay. do a sword um uh but yeah starting off i kind of you know just kind of went too much into it with a harder tutorial um and then i was like ah, i don't understand this and then i <laughs> went back to it at the beginning of this year started with the the easier tutorial um, and that helped because I mean, yeah, it can be super daunting just how to like move around the 3D space. Yeah, oh my like, god, it's in knowing all the the shortcuts and stuff. But in the beginning, yeah. Well, it's, I was saying it's funny you said the Animal Crossing one because the frog one. So I did a donut, which like I do recommend because mm -hmm. that kind of teaches you like. At first, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I want to make donuts. I want to make sick ass animations. Like, why <laughs> I learned this, but like it really does teach you like all the fundamentals, especially the new one. I think is really cool because like it just teaches you like what's possible but not going too deep into like the complexities of it just kind of like oh these are tools here's the basics here's what kind of teaches you all that kind of stuff um but so i did that and i did the frog one and uh the animal crossing one and then immediately after that is when i made steve in 3d for the first time like oh, wow. this one like this exact uh -huh. model that's printed out was i just took that tutorial the animal crossing one the frog one mm -hmm. and then it went right to that because i knew like my one of my first goals was like I want to make Steve in 3D because I have an idea for a 3D character. Like his design before that was really honestly disgusting, so I wanted to redo <laughs> it. Um, but it was kind of like my like a thing. The biggest tip I give is like like a good way to motivate yourself to stick with stuff like that. Especially for me, like I have ADHD, like very easy to just like want to hop to a new hobby. Is mm -hmm. like just focus on like like. I would teach myself a little bit of something and then I would go try to make something myself, like something that mm -hmm. I would use, like for the brand, for dumb days, like whether it be like Instagram post or like that Steve character, like, and that kind of gave me that like accomplishment, even though they were horrible in the beginning of like, oh, I'm actually making cool stuff because like it's stuff I want to make. And like, then mm -hmm. I'll learn a little bit more and then I'll go back to that where it's instead of like just a week of nonstop tutorials, because then you just feel like I'm just learning, I'm learning and I'm learning and like, what am I doing kind of a thing. So, mm -hmm. but that was just something I thought of when you were talking about that. But that's really fucking cool that you're that you're doing that too. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was important for me to, because like I said, I started with like that sword one. Yeah, and that one, you know, helped going over a lot of the basics and stuff, like the donut. Um, <clears throat> but after a while, like I got to where I needed to go to the next part, and I was like, I'm kind of bored with the sword. Yeah, and like you know, some of the next stuff that I need to do, I don't know if that's stuff I want to get into now. Right. So I just you know, went to another one, I would just look up stuff that, because once you have the basics, you can kind of follow, you know, most simple tutorials, yeah. it might take you longer, but so I was, you know, looking up, like, that's when I found that Animal Crossing frog one, yeah. um, I'm, I'm trying to think, I can probably throw up my examples, I still have the files, so if you're watching the video, they'll be up here, that's awesome. um, <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like I mentioned earlier, there's tutorials for like anything, any kind of style, you know, that you want to do so i mean once you kind of learn some of those basics uh, i would recommend trying to go find a tutorial that interests you more or do that and then i mean like you said yeah just practicing doing stuff messing around i mean that's yeah. kind of the goal for anything whether it's blender premiere photoshop just messing around can lead to the best results exactly so i mean with doing all these different kind of you know mediums and using these different programs and stuff um do you you know, have like creative blocks often? Um, and if so, like, how do you kind of overcome those? Um, I've definitely had creative blocks before. I'm trying to think of like the latest time I've done them. I mean, I think for me, a lot of my creative blocks come from like being burnt out on too much of a, of a specific thing. Like even on like the music video grind, like I, before now, I mean, I'm still going on now, but like a few months ago, I was doing like eight videos at a time like literally eight music videos at a time and th they weren't like simple ones they were like all oh, incorporated mixed media and 3d and all this kind of stuff and like it was like and like, i'm the kind of person where like if i'm going to do something like especially if it's connected to the brand like i'm going to give it 100 percent of my all even if it's like a you know basically a zero dollar project because like i just want like i want to be something i'm proud of um mm -hmm. so i'll do that um but the way i kind of go through any sort of blocks is kind of like understand like where it's coming from if it's from a particular kind of content um that i kind of burnt out with but i think the biggest thing is like if you're having one of those days and this is kind of on like more of a circumstantial moment not of like like a two week long creative block like what do i do like kind of lost kind of thing 
if in the moment you go down and like you're having to go make something you just don't feel it like just don't create something just like go do something else like like go have a day where you just go and do nothing out like outside of create like creative stuff like go to the mm-hmm. beach go on a walk go work out go do something that's just completely separate and if you're and just don't come back to it until you feel like you need to come back to it like i want to make something and that works on like the more day-to-day things where like all days are editing i'm just like i cannot like like find the strength to to print out 100 frames right now and like do stuff like mm-hmm. i cannot so i'll step away but like it was on the grander scheme of things where it's like i just like i don't want to make music videos anymore that i just won't and, like i'll go do something else like, i'll go like focus on um on other stuff and i think that's what's cool like in modern day like like creatives kind of like us it's like you can do whatever you want you can go all these different avenues as long as like you stay true to like a singular goal which for us is kind of like the mission of dumb days and the, the idea of the brand what like end goal is inspire others to be dumb which is create you know chase the creative passions and not think of things too logically think of things with their creative instincts and so it's like if i like and i'll have those moments where i go music videos and i'll like make merch and like you know we're having a show that's coming up too so like there's all that kind of stuff and so it's kind of heavy systems where like i'll just naturally like switch to different mediums and that helps mm-hmm. me kind of like not get blocked because it's kind of like well if i'm getting in order with this i'm just going to do this and like i was kind of in a thing recently where like i actually did stop making a lot of mixed media stuff because i i was kind of getting too burnt out on it and i wanted to focus more on 3d so like i was i kind of went in that direction um, and so for me, it's just kind of like, you know, on the smaller scales, just literally stepping away and having days off and like having just, just taking your brain somewhere else and finding inspiration on other avenues. But then for the bigger stuff, it's like, if I don't want to do something and I really feel blocked on it, like, I'm not going to like force myself to, to continue grinding down a path. That, like I'm not feeling fulfilled because then your work is not going to be the most, the best stuff. And then it's like, why well, do it? So, um, but then there is, of course, a thing of like self-discipline where it's kind of like, you can say, well, I'm just going to go back to it whenever I feel like it. And then you never do, <laughs> or it takes like a month or so. So it is, it is a bit of like, of, uh, of being awareness, like uh, being aware of where it's coming from. Um, but like, honestly, like I'm not to complain. Like I really like play with crayons a lot of the days. So it's like, it's really not, there's not too much blocks going at all. But if it's a serious block, I just will off with something else. That's what I recommend. Say that's what a lot of people that I've talked to say is just to kind of, you know, step away from it. Or, you know, if you do several different things, you know, do something else, do something that you, you're more interested in. Yeah. Um, I mean, even personally, recently, I realized that almost all of my content was either like a podcast clip or some kind of like video editing thing that would take me like forever to edit. And I was just tired of only making content in Premiere. So yeah. I've been kind of working on more like just Photoshop stuff that I can get out easier um and hopefully that will all come uh right around the time after this video or this interview is posted and then um so i've been kind of working on more content that you know interests me because not that i want to stop the the videos but i just needed something more than kind of the same kind of like i felt like i was kind of falling into a rut exactly, you know, I yeah. wanted to to make something different um even and just be able to get out more content as well so that stuff hopefully anybody listening or watching you'll see that a few days after this gets posted. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, talking about, uh, you know, kind of doing what you want to do, working with, you know, the type of stuff that you want to work with. Um, is there any like specific music artist or brand or just a traditional artist that you'd want to collab with on in any type of way in the future? Yeah, um, definitely like a lot of music artists, like my biggest artist, my favorite artist right now, but I feel like our styles and mesh well, or we can make some really special like break-ins. Like I love him. I think everyone loves break-ins. Um, but uh, I think he's kind of like the kind of artist that I feel like I love his production. I love his music. And I feel like I love like making my, my videos. I feel like are kind of like trying to make them very addictive where it's kind of, there's a lot of things going on. You want to rewatch it. There's a lot of like small things that happen. Um, and his production, I feel like, calls for that because it's, like, such so detailed and so, like, crazy and so all over the place at times where it's, like, I can go crazy with that. So I would love that. Um, a lot of artists, a lot of artists, that, that'd be cool, too. Dominic Fike, I love him, which is a completely different 
kind of artist than than mm-hmm. like hyper against emo um but brand wise i don't know it'd be cool i mean we're definitely like the kind of the bigger thing we're doing right now is kind of like you know we are focusing on making videos too music videos but kind of also branching out our content into different kinds of you know mm-hmm. series and like we're starting a podcast series of our own soon um just to kind of tell more stories about like how we do things and also the stories with artists that we've had you know our kind of experiences um and so wherever that goes down could be really cool collaborating collaborating with stuff like that like you know we're throwing a show recently or soon too to do more of that and collaborate with artists that would be down um jaleel is another great artist i feel like i would love to do a video with um but really it's i'm just like you know i'm i'm down for whatever like literally anyone anyone that i feel like uh we mesh well together like i'm down for it so so yeah i'm I'm interested to see you know all the collabs in the future um and one thing i wanted to ask earlier and that i kind of just remembered is um, kind of talking about all the different music videos or like you know 3d videos and stuff you've done what has been one of or several of the most like you know challenging aspects mm. uh, when creating these videos and you know how have you kind of overcome those yeah i mean the most challenging thing is to be honest like a lot of them are like literally like close to no budget or like if you know if there is any budget it's not going towards production because it's like just going to like for me to be able to feed, like eat, or like, or to feed mm-hmm. the crew or something like that. Um, so I think the, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is like, how do we make something really cool, especially in the stylized route that we want with basically no creative resources beyond like ourselves. Like, you know, we don't have a crew, we don't have locations and like film in LA is a very difficult thing where like, you know, mm-hmm. they are very, you can't just like go and shoot something like outside and, you know, in public, like running gun style usually because like if a cop sees you like you are gonna get a like you need a permit like and the, get a permit is like thousands of dollars in a long process mm-hmm. like not a thing that you can do so i think a lot of it's just like how can we do something really cool with the limited resource, resources we have um but on the same end level like you know like artists like jacob gale is a really close friend of mine like all the videos we've done with him uh which is like the one that like the mixed media TikToks that went off, that went viral, or like the, the real one mm-hmm. that I think you saw as well, like that was with him. And that was a video that we shot for literally zero dollars. And it was just him and I, and it was like, how do we like take this artist who I think has really amazing music and almost, I think he got like 500 listeners at a time, like almost no listeners yet, but it has a potential to be huge. How do they build a world around him with nothing? Um, how mm-hmm. do make people care? Um, cause they will care once they hear it and once they give it a chance, but how do you give them a chance? Cause like, you don't need a flashy 30 K music video, you know, as a big artist to make something cool. But like, you know, if, if a huge artist has had a casual music video, that's fine. But like, if a really small artist had a casual music video, like it doesn't have the same impact. Um, so I think a lot of it is like just figuring creatively, but also like physically, like it's literally usually just me by myself doing all this stuff. And like, I don't. I wouldn't classify myself as like a, as a cinematographer. Like I know how to do it obviously because I do it all the time. But like if mm-hmm. I had the budget to give it to someone else who actually knows what they're doing, like, yes, please. I'll throw <laughs> that money at them instead of me like hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, but a lot of it's that. And also just on the editing side, like finding the strength uh, to, pr- to push through the edits, especially the grind when like there is no budget and there is like, I am tacking like eight, eight projects at once to stay afloat for the business. Um, is, is a thing so um but like also i love creative blocks like i'm not blocks creative like restrictions of like being put in a box where it's like we have x amount of money we have x amount of resources like like we have to make something cool in this in this realm what do we do i welcome that kind of stuff but it, but it definitely is a biggest struggle because like if i on the bigger productions like where i've had more money and like like coming from film school like i was on like i've done short films for like 20k like and then hopping from that to like that's obviously going to be, it is a, a lot more work, but it's also way easier to approach as a director than a $0 uh, video where you just have to like make something cool with literally nothing. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's definitely the biggest thing, but I, I welcome it though. I kind of like it. It's fun, the chaos. I can't remember if it was in something I watched or something I read, but yeah, someone was talking about like having like a lower budget or like a you know small budget um for stuff can is obviously a challenge and you know people you know should get paid and you know want to you know have enough to eat yeah. uh but having sometimes having those restrictions whether it be that or you know something else time whatever 
um, that kind of constraint you can, you know, make you be uh, more creative, you know, make you find a alternate, you know, more interesting, but maybe more difficult, uh, you know, path to a solution. Um, so it can, you know, it can end in a, you know, better product, but I mean, obviously there's stress and stuff that can right. obviously, uh, come along with that. But, um, you know, talking about, you know, the stuff you've been able to make with, you know, small to no budgets. Um, we talked about it kind of at the start of the episode, but, you know, wanting to be like a film director, you know, mm -hmm. what, what, uh, would be maybe one of, or like a dream film if you had, you know, an, un an unlimited budget. I know you mentioned kind of being interested in horror and stuff. Yeah. Is that where you kind of would want to go or something else? Yeah. And I like, I mean, I love thrillers like Prisoners, one of my favorite movies ever, you know, if you know that movie. Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's directed by Denny Villeneuve, who does all the Dune movies now. And he's like mm -hmm. probably like my favorite director of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have certain ideas that like I think would go crazy. Like I was one movie that I had that I actually I wrote a script out of it for my screenwriting class in in film school. The professor was like one of the original writers on SNL, and uh, she wanted the script. Uh, where it was uh, like a protagonist versus antagonist, like a hero versus villain scene. So I wrote, mm -hmm. I had this movie idea where you, you know, Hollywood Miami, that video game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that kind of like, like it's not cyberpunk, but that kind of like Miami vice style, like, like bright mm -hmm. lights, but also like really bloody and like violent, like everyone's in the animal mask. I, I have a movie idea that kind of takes place in a similar realm as that. Um, and so I wrote a scene out of that, like the big climax scene. And I was really proud of it. It was cool. It was like, it was like this guy who, who was kind of like a Punisher kind of style, like, you know, revenging his family who this, who this mob boss murdered. And he is, mm -hmm. he is confronting him after like an hour of just like going through this tower, killing all his henchmen. And he oh. like, like all he wants is, is, is to destroy this guy. So he tackle they get in a fight and he tackles him through the, through the window and they fall to their death because <laughs> he just wants to kill him. And my, I give it to my professor. And she took it and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever read in my life. She was like, she was like, why would you ever give this to me? Like, would you think this was okay? Like, are you stupid? Like, why would you ever think this was okay to write? Because it wasn't a comedy script and she didn't tell us to write comedy, but that's kind of like her style. So she didn't get it. And like, not to say it was, it wasn't bad. Like maybe it was, but, um, but that was, that was a movie I would love to do. Um, but there actually is something we're kind of in the early works of playing now is it was kind of always my plan before COVID, but it was to make a movie myself, like low budget, uh, mm -hmm. self-funded feature, uh, to kind of dip my toes in that. And that was kind of been on pause, but it actually is something that might be coming back this year with some dates, which would be really cool is making a movie, just like a little, like a little feature. Um, but, but no, the, to get to your question that like that, um, Hotline Miami kind of like just violent movies because it, it incorporates mm -hmm. like music and like that's a huge thing like kind of like Baby Driver-esque where the music is like a mm -hmm. huge role in the movie. I love stuff like that. Um, so that would be like if I had all the budget in the world, I would do that. But I, I have a million stories and like narrative is kind of something that I see like myself returning to in the future. But also like the way I saw, I saw it myself is I love like psychology and I love like telling psychological thrillers but I feel like I need to be older and have more experience with life before I can really like tell sort of the deeper stories I want to tell. So it's kind of all just kind of like, I'm building this stuff. I'm learning a lot directing wise, but like later in my life is when I would go back to, to movies, like as a full director. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I, I think it sounds great. Like, I mean, I really <laughs> love like the, the vibe of hotline Miami uh, and, you know, kind of that neon kind of, uh, bright lights and then yeah the miami music. vice like all that yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah i think that'd be s sick and so i mean i just think it's funny that your your teacher though literally thought like you know literally you know basically called you dumb I mean, yeah you know, she did yeah, stupid literally. are you dumb like yeah. so so i think it's funny that you were you know being dumb then to kind of exactly that's that's kind of it <clears throat> mm -hmm. dumb yeah. days um and then also, I mean, I don't know if anyone else watching would know about this, but the other day on YouTube, I got like this random recommendation and it was a short film called Dear Ivan, I think. I don't know. It has a couple of tens of thousands of views. Didn't know the channel, but I clicked on it because I was like, oh, a short film. Let me see. And I didn't fully watch it, but it was it's like a student film from my understanding. Mm. And it's like a full like hour and a half thing. They did it with like no budget um and so i mean if anyone kind of is looking for some inspiration there it's 
about a like college age kid that gets uh i think he gets like paid to live stream himself like 24 7 um and he like can't turn it off and obviously like causes a bunch of problems with his life and he kind of goes crazy but uh. um i just thought it was really interesting like some of the shots they're able to do and stuff i mean it's not like you know crazy you know shot on a 4k red camera but right. it's just it's just really interesting and i think yeah. that you know like we talked about having like no budget and stuff can make you um do stuff you know make kind of force you to be more creative in certain ways so exactly you know, i think that's um kind of an interesting thing to uh go check out i mean i haven't that's even fully cool. watched it but i liked what i saw but um I mean, kind of talking about future plans, is there anything else, maybe for 2023, any projects, collaborations, more merch or something that you kind of want to talk about maybe for the end of this year or sometime next year? Yeah, I mean, so we're about, we're about to approach um, next month, our two-year anniversary of the brand, so which is cool. So we're going to throw in a show here in LA for that, which would be really cool. We haven't announced that yet, um, but it will be announced soon. Um general plans i mean like if i would like tell you like where like what i thought the plans would be like a month ago would be totally different because like so much has changed this past month past month which mm -hmm. i'm really grateful for um definitely some really cool collaborations in the process that i'm really proud of um, and i'm excited for some that i hope will happen some that might not because you know these things things always have never happen until they are happening um but like definitely like there's certain things on the merch side we want to expand to and again to like making a steve plush is kind of a big thing we've been trying to work That'd on now cool. yeah cool. steve plush um a steve toy i really love to make like desk knickknacks because like I can't, I can't show you my desk right now but if you're looking at it it's in all my tiktoks like i have so much random shit here so <laughs> i love to like make like little like, steve toys and that kind of stuff on the merch side and especially collaborations with a lot of big a lot of other bigger artists in our kind of creative space i would love to do stuff like that with um and then yeah we're also maybe working on like a little like booklet like kind of like kind of like a magazine in a way which probably coming in the next two months um and then yeah to see where it takes because again it's like so like literally like things are always changing which is so awesome uh but i kind of mm -hmm. like take what's i have a general plan but like Every time I say like I'm gonna do like like literally like f four months ago, five months ago, before even my TikTok blew up, I I've been building a video game, like a dumb base video game mm -hmm. that's kinda like interactive magazine where it's like where it's like you can experience some of your favorite albums, your favorite like artists, whatever in this kind of playable world. Um and also just like have a cool thing and like have fun and that kind of stuff. And I talked about that like five months because I was gonna do it. And then so much stuff came up because then the TikTok went off, the Instagram went off, and so things just flipped. So it's like, it's still gonna happen, but it's like, I don't wanna get too ahead of myself because like this stuff mm -hmm. is always so crazy. Uh, but definitely for sure what's happening is that, I don't know if you saw what we just posted the other day, but we're having a, or you did because you shared it, which is amazing. Thank you, by the way, uh, the commission sale. Uh, Cause we're right now in like a really small office. Um, I mean, I could show you, this is the full thing. Like it's the size of a closet. Like mm -hmm. um, it's in one of those like public, uh, like we work kind of spots, like shared office um, and we're expanding it to a bigger one, like three times the size to have like a dedicated content space where we're going to film. We have a few series in mind beyond just a podcast where we're going to talk about um, kind of like our behind the scenes experiences and like delve more into like artistry with our friends. Um, but like have like game shows and like mini series and like all this kind of stuff and just have built out dumb days more as a platform to go to wherever you want to feel this certain feeling of just like of inspiration and also just like having fun like turn your brain off and just like enjoy this kind of stuff so definitely that's going to happen and that'll be coming in the next month or two um but beyond that just taking just seeing what comes up and just like going crazy with it like we have like five videos in, in the in the uh i'm blanking on the word not the timeline but in like uh, whatever <laughs> five videos essentially in the works right now that i'm really really proud of and we shot one last week with a really talented artist who's going to come out really soon and i'm like that's probably one of the most exciting videos i've had in a long time because i just know it would be crazy um but yeah that's awesome i mean yeah i saw your post about like yeah wanting to expand so that's cool that you'll you know, hopefully be getting into the space where you'll actually, you know, have room to yeah. make content and film. Cause yeah, I'm sure in there with 
everything that there's not room for like anything. No, like I could, so. I could, I could, if I reach out a little more, I could touch that wall. It is as small it is. <laughs> so, but. Um, and then, yeah, also talking about the video game, that's something I've been thinking about because I mean, that's kind of my, I guess, one of my biggest passions. Um, and so I've wanted to try to connect that with the podcast and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so I've been. I mean, I, I haven't worked on it. I've worked on the ideas of it. But the the other day I was like driving back from a long drive and I just like went on a whole like thing in my head of like planning out this whole game with like different <laughs> gameplay and stuff. And then I was like, am I ever going to be able to <laughs> do that within the yeah. next five years? And so now now I'm leaning towards maybe like first just making kind of more like a mini game style thing. Yeah. And then maybe in the future kind of making something because like I haven't, I don't have much experience, but um, so I don't know. There might be something, but that's still months away. But yeah, I had to kind of dial it back because I was yes. like, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to do this all myself. Like I'd have to like pay someone. So right. um, yeah, no. I mean, I'm excited to see the interviews behind the scenes and stuff, and kind of see how you know everything grows. Um, but I guess lastly, is there um, anything you wanted to say? Anything we didn't talk about? Any final advice or anything that you'd want to give? Um. Well, first of all, I'm very grateful that you asked me to be on here. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad we're able to talk because I love what you do because, like, I actually do watch a podcast you. all the time. Um, I think it's really cool and smart. And, like, I love, like, the point of Dumb Days and the way, the, like, what we want to grow and grow is, like, to be a place to highlight and inspire creators, like, like yourself, who, like, is, like, doing your their own thing, like, in their room, not in your room, but, like, you're doing a thing yourself, building this thing yourself. And, like, and it's really hard. Like, it's crazy to me to think because really, like, like I used to go down rabbit holes when I was in high school, like looking at all these different things that got me inspiration, really small YouTube channels, whatever, just like what always inspired me. And like with your content too, it's like all it takes is one person to watch your interview and be inspired. And that's the most incredible mm -hmm. thing. And like, even if like the views aren't a million views per video, like even if it's like 10, like the one of those 10 people could be something like really that content changed their lives. And like, it's really, mm -hmm. it's easy to forget that um for i think all content creators out there especially on a small scale even when, like you know i wouldn't consider us on the big scale at all but like even like a few months ago and be like a thousand only a thousand followers on instagram it's like that was something that like i would get still dms people that are just like hey like like you know this post made i only got like like 50 likes but like this person was really inspired by it and like they were like you know i'm gonna give this a chance and i'm really happy and like i've been depressed and like this inspired me to finally do something and i feel fulfilled like it's so easy to forget that but and the internet can be and social media can be a harmful tool, but also can be the most beautiful thing for stuff like this, which I think is really cool. Um, but I just want to say that. Um, but I, any final advice I would say is kind of like, I think for me, and think I've seen like from from growing up with friends that are, that are artists and like going to film school and seeing filmmakers then and filmmakers now and also friends that I met. It's like if you have an idea, just do it because like people approach me and they're kind of like how do you like post so much content all the time? Which I don't even think we post that much content, but it's like, how do you like are on top of it with all the music videos you do? And it's like, like, how is it so good? Like, how are you still doing that? It's like, I've failed a million times. You've only, you've never mm -hmm. seen any of it though. You've only seen things that have, that have kind of worked. Um, so I think it's like, if you have an idea, just go for it, try it. Put, like, just don't be afraid to fail because you will fail and that's how you learn. And so no matter what it is, like, I'm not, I wasn't born with special talent to do this mixed media stuff, to do edits, whatever. I just, I've put in the hours and I've failed and I've put myself out there to fail so many times and embarrassed myself and gotten in really bad situations from failing, but it's taught me so much. And that's what like a, a teacher I had when I was younger gave me the advice of like to see filmmaking and creativity and whatever as like, if we were like in the medieval times and our job was a blacksmith and all we did Every single day it was like had a sword and we just like figured out how to make the sharpest sword possible and be really good at that. Like, and that's the way you kind of have to see being a creator in general or, or, or any sort of creative is like, you were just constantly just like chiseling away at this thing, trying to make it the best thing possible. And you were learning so much and like, it all adds up in the end. And like, I, I look at myself and like, I still want to go so much further with, with kind of my effects and my ability, but it's like, I've taught myself so much in the past year and that's by actually just forcing myself to do it instead of like, like a year and a half ago with dumb days, like, like figuring out like all these different avenues, kind of getting like, like analysis paralysis of like, what do I do? Like, 
how like will this gather attention like will this like is it worth to go like it's thinking so much like too much about like uh, the brand which is so ironic because the name and what we're literally trying to inspire is that um but like just go do it because like there's also this thing like people always talk about like being creator where it's like you'll have this idea like, like the video game idea like you've had like i don't even know what it is but like you love it it's great it's a great idea like someone a month like you can see someone like two months from now like post a tiktok by that same exact idea and it's not because they stole your idea it's like like you know like rick rubin that talks about this, like this idea like the, the idea is out there in the universe and someone's going to grab it and take it but really it's like no one ever is truly that unique if they think they are with their ideas and their art they're too narcissistic like we're all like the same species like we do think of things similarly and so it's like i've had many situations where i thought of like oh this would be such a cool idea for a show this would be such a cool idea for content like i gotta do this and then i never did and then a month later someone did that and then it went viral and i was like damn mm-hmm. and like I, I wasn't like oh they copied me they stole my they stole everything i did like no no they just had a good idea and they acted on it and i did it and that's my fault um so long story short, just like if you, whatever you are, like, especially if you're like just starting, like go do stuff because it is so much harder to get things moving when you're standing still than when you're actually creating stuff. Um, and everything that's worked out for me and for the brand has been through, through just the active, the active art of just like forcing myself to create and document me creating, just like keeping the ball rolling and not stopping. Even with, like when I've had situations where like, I've haven't been feeling the best or like whatever it is. Like even the week that like the, the the Instagram reel blew up a few weeks ago, I had the flu that week, like the the, the day after it went viral. Mm-hmm. And like kind of what you were talking about where it's like you kind of feel like you have to keep the ball rolling. And it was like I gotta make more stuff, but like I literally have a fever in bed right now. Like I can't fathom making a, a tip like trying to figure out Instagram shitty in in <laughs> in app editor like right now. Like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I force myself to do it and then it still works. So it's like um, if, if you want it to succeed, no matter what it is, clothing, art, music, um, writing, even your own jobs outside of creativity, it's like, just, just put in the work and just do it and just know you will fail and welcome that. And just don't overthink it. It's be dumb is, is, is the, is the thing. So that's what I would say. That was kind of a rant, but I think <laughs> I hope <laughs> no, that's I mean, you're, you're good. I think that's a really important thing. I think I might've talked about it on like a recent episode or two, so I won't try to retrace my steps as much but i mean yeah just trying stuff like if you go to my page right now and just scroll down yeah, there's not too many posts but just scroll down to when i started it is <laughs> god awful like the like the first clip like i didn't even make it like full screen it's just kind of there it says dreamers and just has like a blank or like a basic color background it does not look good but at the time i was like ah this will be okay and then like the yeah all the thumbnails used to just be like kind of the baby blue color from my logo with like uh, a font and then like a person's, you know, logo or a picture of them. And it did not look good at all, really. Um, and then finally, uh, after a couple of months, I was like, okay, I need to, you know, well, I, I fixed the clips pretty early on because I was like, this does not look good. Uh, but then like the thumbnails, I eventually got better and then I switched them up again. And now I mean, I'm not, you know, 100% sticking with these forever, but I kind of found a style that I'm, you know, I can say that I'm like proud of or like I'm happy with putting out because some of that stuff from before, like it was kind of low effort because I was just like, okay, I got the episode edited. I got the, you know, questions wrote. I did the interview. I'll just put it out like whatever. I'll worry about the other stuff later. And then, yeah, kind of finally pushing myself to, you know, try new stuff, try to, you know, make more interesting backgrounds and, you know, stuff that kind of look more cohesive, um, you know took a little longer than it probably should have but you know i'm definitely a lot happier with the content i put out now than when i started um and you know i hope in a year from now to be like okay this content was okay but the content i'm putting out now in 2024 is way better um and so yeah i think just trying is i mean like i i hate to do like the the shia labeouf you know just (laughs) Just do do it it, nike but uh i mean i do think that is i mean probably the best advice that i know as an artist is like like i think like you said like you're gonna fail you know it might be terrible but the second time you do it the third time you do it the 12th time you do it could be amazing so like you know just you you learn something like you said with the sword like you'll learn something how to make it sharper like every day um so even if you you know 
don't like the end result, you still probably learn something along the process that will help you create the amazing piece of art or content or whatever exactly. um, in the future. And <clears throat> um, I also wanted to touch on at the beginning, you talked about, you know, kind of uh, like getting support and like people, you know, reaching out and like, uh, like I think, you know, like while I'm still kind of on the smaller side, you know, occasionally people will DM me or, you know, comment, be like, hey, like I really love what you're doing. Um, and like that, you know, feels so good. Like, yeah, it'd yeah. be cool to have, you know, a million views of video, but like just have one person that, you know, the day before I had no clue who they were to reach out and like take the time to be like, hey, like I really appreciate you and what you're doing like that. Yeah, it's the best you know, means, thing. Yeah, it means the yeah. world to me. So like um, <clears throat> just because, you know, being a smaller creator, there's still so many things that can really help um, push you and motivate you and it's not always about like, you know, the likes or engagements and views. And while that stuff is definitely important and, you know, I do want to get more of that. Um, like even just the little things can be, you know, so, so impactful. So I think that was a important thing to bring up, but um, I appreciate you for taking the time. It's been about an hour or so. Uh, I'm glad I was able to uh, get you on and I definitely want to have you on in the future. Oh, yeah, um, so can't wait to see everything that you've got coming with your channel and future videos and merch and stuff. Um, so I appreciate you and thank you for your time. Thank you, man. You too.